0: Warning, this podcast contains adult content intended for listeners over the age of 18. This may include swearing, sex, crime, and violence. Listener discretion is advised. Hello out there, you dirty little girls and boys, ladies and gentle thems, and welcome to Witches and Switches, a smutty book review podcast hosted by Mommy Zombie and yours truly, Moon Magic Mama. Join us weekly as we delve into the little-known genre of erotic paranormal romance, we're talking penny dropping werewolves, vampires who suck more than blood, and demons who will have you saying, yes, daddy. If they're hot and non-human, we've read it, and we can't wait to share our thoughts with you. So pop on some headphones, grab an ice-cold beverage, and get ready, because it's going to get spicy up in here
1: episode we will be reviewing Barbarian Alien of the Iced Planet Barbarian series written by Ruby Dixon. This book is a little bit lengthier than the first at 230 pages and it follows the story of Liz and I think it's Rahash. Rahash. Okay, we uh, can go I don't know. We, we can call him Hashi. Yeah. Hashy. yeah. <laughs> that sounds easier. Yeah. Um,
0: so we're we're following Liz and Rahash
1: and the story takes place at the point where, in the second book, all the other girls are getting their cooties.
0: Yes. so we went through in the first book where Georgie took the cootie and then everybody else did, and everything was great. So
1: and we ended at the rescue when they finally got over the cootie sickness.
0: Yes. so in the in our second book, we jumped backwards to. The first time they come to the cargo hold with all of Vettel's men and they wake up the pod girls Mm -hmm. and they're kind of trying to get them assimilated. And Mm -hmm. Hey, sorry guys. Surprise. Uh, we were abducted like a month ago by these scary green aliens and their henchmen, the basketball heads. We crash landed on this ice planet. These tall blue guys. Yeah, they're cool. Um, this is this is it now. We've got to take a parasite to live here
1: uh, or die. You yeah, literally pretty much.
0: or maybe the the kidnappers will come back and sell us like cattle at some intergalactic market.
1: Right. Like I said, we started at Liz's point of view, which is one of the more strong female roles in the series. Right. And she immediately sees Rahash, and she is interested in him, noticing his features. So, you know, just based on context clues, you know that he's going to be the romantic interest. Right. So... There's no mystery really there. It's straightforward, which is good, especially with a story this short. You don't want to waste time on details that don't matter.
0: Right, exactly. So so we're kind of getting the sense that Rahosh is digging Liz because this cootie is saying, Hey, this is the one, but she hasn't gotten there yet. She she hasn't gotten the cootie. And right. she's mm. she's like not sure how she feels about these alien dudes.
1: Right. And she she's not aware that Rahosh has taken in the language dump and he understands what she's saying so she does tend to be pretty vicious with her words with, without her knowing that he understands
0: yeah she's like oh he's the scary one because Rahash isn't you know he isn't pretty boy Vectel.
1: right he's described with having some facial scarring and a broken horn I believe it was from his father or yeah. an accident
0: with his father. Yes, they were they were hunting for cooties.
1: Right. And so he was injured. But they said that despite that, he's still very tall. He's got a good body, like the strongest and the tallest of the, the
0: tallest of them.
1: He apparently knows that he's got a ginormous penis and he is not afraid to flaunt that fact.
0: Right. Didn't he say that he, he knows that he's got the biggest spur out of all of the tribe
1: something like that something it was ridiculous when we enter into the story the men are rescuing the women and taking them to where they feel that they're going to meet the beast that carries the cootie Rahash uh, I believe backtracks into his own history about how he's not gonna let his mate get away from him like his mother and father he had like interesting circumstances between his parents They, they didn't have a very loving relationship and he He never had a woman before. He's never had family because his parents are dead. His Mm. siblings are dead. So he really wants to make this mate thing work. And he's absolutely devastated when he hears all these horrible things that Liz is saying about him. Despite that, he's still always a gentleman He's taking care of her. He does save her life because she was going to choose not to. Liz decide. was not
0: going to take the cootie.
1: Yeah. And he kind of forced the cootie into her. And then when she passed out, he took her and ran, essentially.
0: Yeah. He's like, okay. And, it's and and to yeah. Yeah.
1: It's definitely another hostage situation I think we maybe should address. I don't think there are as many triggers in this, this book.
0: No, I, I wouldn't say so. But it's, um, I would say, kind of kidnapper with the best intent. Right. There is kind of, like, some dub con going on. Maybe Maybe some blurred lines. Especially con- the consent lines aren't very clear in like, their first... That, that is a
1: running theme with the series, I believe. Yeah, I, I think that the that's, that's the author's line. spicy. Yeah. Little kink throwing. The whole story has got the whole captor caveman. As I agree with why he did it, I don't think the, the way he did it was the best, but we were mentioning it is the best intentions. And eventually, they learn how to be friends, and she basically... It's like a story of how they get to know each other before she decides whether or not she's going to resonate with him. She was very firm that she didn't want to be forced into anything and he respected her. So we have that, the whole aspect of making sure that the women are protected and cared for. There was even a point in the story where there was a trial on Rahash for kidnapping Liz.
0: Yes. The the tribe was pissed. They were, they were not for it. Back to um, Rahash, spiriting Liz away to his secret, only he knows where it's at, cave. She wakes up there, and she's like, the fuck? Yeah. And- Can you believe she
1: woke up naked and clean as well?
0: Yes, she did. And he cleaned her like a perfect gentleman, even though he did search for her third nipple.
1: (laughs) Can't forget the third nipple.
0: Right? Right? Right. And she, this whole time, she doesn't think that Rahash understands her. So she's just shit talking like nobody's business.
1: Yeah. Agreed. She, she's definitely not saying the kindest things and she definitely treats him like like a stereotypical person would speaking to a foreigner yeah. lowly like they're stupid and they can't exactly. comprehend and he's just sitting there like you bitch yeah. shut up <laughs> right i'm trying to save you and she she's very assertive she's very
0: i i would um, say like independent woman She's got, like, the yeah. don't-need-no-man mentality.
1: Yes, and she has experience, you know, with survival skills. She just really needed to be feeling better to really get back on her feet because, in the story, she is very good with archery. Yes. Yeah. There comes to a point where she finally convinces Rahash to allow her to... Build hunt Mm -hmm. yeah it took her basically trying to sneak out but really rahash knew the whole time and he was just amused he was he he thinks that her like battering him and and belittling him is just weird human mating rituals
0: yes he's he's got like this whole thing he's
1: like is this part of
0: the mating rituals
1: (laughs) yeah then he does things back to her like uh there's a, a part where he's like nope yeah. Oh, but I love that part. It was God. so funny. And she's and like, What? Like, You're telling me no. <laughs> but she does have that whole like like mixed signals thing going on too. Yes. Because don't touch me here, don't lick me there. And he's licking her. And he's no means yes in your language. Okay. Info yes. unsimulated. Yes.
0: Yeah, she, she definitely does throw out some, some mixed signals and it's because she's just assuming he can't understand her. And Rahash, for whatever reason, has decided not to clue her in right off the bat that he did understand her. So there's quite a ways where they are learning to communicate with each other right. outwards and they're, they're speaking through actions. I think that really makes their sort of I don't it's interesting for me because most stories like your characters aren't unable to communicate verbally
1: right and you don't often run into the hole where a guy will hold his tongue long enough to yeah. kind of understand what's going on especially with a temper like his he does have exactly. a very fiery temper and I think it's really important when she finally understands that he understands she blows up she's like why didn't you tell me oh my god I was such a horrible person bitch you're only embarrassed because
0: he got caught. Exactly, exactly. She doesn't feel bad about, like, being a dick. Just that... She, she didn't tell her. Yeah, exactly. I like Liz. Personally, I think that she's feisty. She's funny. Just some of the things she says, it, it really made me
1: laugh through this. And... She had a it, real character. It, it didn't feel like a. The... Run-of-the-mill, like, damsel in distress. She was a believable character. You can imagine a real woman behind the character. Yeah,
0: yeah and it's definitely I, I personally
1: found her a little abrasive. She wasn't, like, my favorite. I do understand the behavior behind the abrasiveness.
0: Right. She, she didn't ask to be here. She quickly realizes that Rahash isn't her enemy, and he really does just want what's best for her. The cooties decided that they're stuck together.
1: And and after they've been together for a while, they find that they are very similar, like especially when they are found after a while of being in the caves alone. They're escorted pretty much at gunpoint back to the ancestral home, where they're put on trial. When they finally are caught, she's you know you've become my best friend we're so similar
0: and she's pregnant by now
1: yes yes uh she's examined by the medicine woman of the tribe is able to be told that she's pregnant along with the other of her friends that were resonated with the other aliens
0: yeah i think it's liz georgie i can't remember other girls
1: kira wasn't no
0: kira hadn't resonated
1: um it was a couple of the ones that were uh, i think it
0: was some of the pod girls
1: yeah the pod girls I was gonna call them two babies but
0: <laughs> but yeah the, the girls that were lucky enough to stay in the wall I don't know do you think that they were lucky to be in the wall the whole time or
1: I think that there's a level of trauma that they were kept from you know they didn't have to witness the rapings and right. use and the really terrible living conditions they woke up after all of that so fairly clean Yeah. Fairly clean. It's definitely like a perspective thing. Like, yes, it's a horrible situation, but it wasn't as horrible as the girls who were the extras.
0: Right. Exactly. So I don't know, but then the extra girls kind of had more time to come to terms with it. Yeah. It's really a catch 22. I don't know.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like about the perspective. When you are looking at the girls that were in the pods, they don't have that, that information. Everything is new and fresh. Right. I'm sure they are grateful that they didn't have to experience that extra trauma of having to worry about whether or not the basketball heads were going to rape them or right. they're to shit in the bucket or if the
0: bucket's going to get changed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or eating the little kelp pellets and shit.
0: Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I would want to be a pop girl then.
1: Yeah. I don't think I could choke down the, the kelp pellets. I like food too much.
0: I, well, I, then, then going. Liz is one of the only humans that is eating the, the raw meat.
1: Well, she had already taken the kui. The kui is what changed her taste buds, remember? Okay, yeah. Once the girls get the kui, they are able to consume the raw meat and it be flavorful because in the beginning of the story, you are reading about her eating the, the cooked meat and being like, oh, this tastes disgusting. And right. then she's like, can I have some of yours? And yes. he feeds her. And she doesn't like that he's feeding her, like, with his own hands. She's not allowing her to feed herself. And it turns into a very sensual experience where she's fighting this lust for him. He is restraining from acting on his lust that he knows that she's feeling because he can hear it because her cootie's vibrating just as much as his is.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so they both know that they're resonating for each other. She's shutting it down like nope nope that's not going to happen and he's respecting that the cootie is making them extremely horny and yeah I
1: mean this chick's going out of the cave to like masturbate like five times a day yes like could you imagine
0: like I don't even
1: have time for that I mean if I was stuck in a cave I guess I would but
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it sounds a little excessive to me I don't know like
1: I don't even remember my teenage hormones being that bad no because their senses are heightened and the cootie makes sexual juices taste like the most decadent thing that could ever right, be yeah, seriously. He's like sniffing the air and he's like, I know she's pleasured herself. Why won't she let me do it? Yeah, so and he's all broody about she, it. She's so indignant. She's like, it's not me. I didn't do anything. Don't look at me, you heathen.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's, it's ridiculous because if you were any fucking human on Earth and you were that horny, you would just get some dick. Like, just Why? get some dick.
0: Yeah, just get the dick. She's already seen it at this point, right? Like, she's like, hey, he is packing.
1: I mean, I would be a little intimidated too, but if I'm masturbating like five times a day there's no reason why i wouldn't be lubricated enough to have sex with Monster day
0: exactly so the cootie is driving them crazy they're both fighting it eventually there's like a scene where they go hunting right and that's the one where you liz was telling him i don't want you to touch me here and then she's on her tit i don't want you to kiss me and just telling him no while he's doing these things and he's like okay this is this is how the humans do it. Why are they so weird?
1: And he, he's uh, aware of his size compared to her. And he's very concerned about whether or not she will be able to actually mate with him.
0: Right. Yes. He's like, of all the the things that Mikui could have picked, they picked this pale... Frail, sickly human woman. Flat face. Yes, flat face. (laughs) Where are her ridges? Like, like, ruffles.
1: He's so concerned with her looks, and I think it's really humorous because she's like, he's terrifying, and he's like, she's kind of ugly. What's going on with this thing?
0: Yeah, And, and then, you know, once the cootie takes over, they're like, well, maybe I kind of like it. And she's small and soft, and... Uh, yeah, it's like I can the, it's like the artist art that you've
1: had so long that it just becomes cute again.
0: Right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Is it, like, kind of a... We're the only people here. Like, a, like thing. a survival
1: same thing kind of, I think, honestly, yeah. I mean, even in, like, a normal situation, proximity is gonna lead to emotion just based on the need to procreate. Right? The, the tension is really built up here, and I think that helped elongate the story itself. And there were some more details about the lifestyle and how things are... How things are just, like, managed, I guess, for lack of a better word. Right, Um, like
0: how how the Sakuli survive on the ice planet, not hot.
1: Right. You see things a lot from Liz's perspective, especially with her being pregnant, and when they finally decide that the fate of Rahash for breaking the sacred rule of harming a woman, even though she's decided against it, she goes at great lengths to prove that she wasn't taken because she didn't want to be. It was a, a mutual decision for the most part.
0: Right. Even though it, it wasn't. She she did fight it, but then she kind of came to the realization, like, he didn't have ill intentions. Right. He really was just looking out for her welfare.
1: He was. He did his best to take care of her, even though he was banished. He was exiled, but he was still bringing her fresh meat, the kind of meat that she preferred talking to the tribe being like this is for her this is how i provide and she decided to start pulling some bullshit because she seems to be really good at being a pain in the ass all right this girl is a bona fide pain in the butt
0: so she starts pissing off everybody she's pissing off vectal she's causing problems with people getting everybody in the tribe mad at each other and just causing all sorts of shit finally Vekel's like that's it you're in trouble now <laughs> and
1: yeah, but they actually got like a suitable punishment like one that actually benefited both the tribe and them so it wasn't exactly a punishment
0: yeah it, it was Vekel trying to like hey I've got to look tough in front of all the other guys or they're not gonna listen to me so let's just pretend that you guys aren't you, you guys are in
1: trouble okay with the women being sparse and being the bringers of life essentially. They are sacred. However, because they want to show that she's being punished, Liz is being punished, they have decided to allow her to hunt. So basically, Vectel knew that both Liz and Rahash would prefer to be secluded away from everyone. So they spend six out of seven days hunting. When they are at the ancestral home, they are in the hunter's quarters just for one night. So it works out for them. They're still tied to the community so she can see her friends but they're also expected to go out and essentially do a job that they love. So I think that was a really happy ending.
0: I think so too. I think it it worked out probably in a preferable way for all involved. I think if Liz had stayed at the cave the whole time, she would have just made everybody miserable.
1: Yeah. Not only because she's a pain in the butt, because she does like have that outsider's kind of embodiment to her. She doesn't want to be the center of gossip. She's very aware of when people are looking at her, when they're talking and whether or not they are talking about her, she feels like all eyes are on her. Everyone's talking about her privacy and it makes her feel like a spectacle.
0: Yes. Yeah, I agree. And then, as far as Rahash's welfare, he was killing himself out there in exile. He... He's the best hunter out of the whole tribe, so the tribe needs him. If he's out there starving himself so he can stand on the edge and just pile up dead meat for Liz, then he's not going to be good for anybody else, and he won't yeah. do his job. And then he's leaving Liz, his mate, and their. Well,
1: sister. no, he was exiled completely. He wasn't expected to participate right. in the tribe. They knew they were never going to get rid of him, and they're just going to slowly watch him kill himself yeah. to kill Liz.
0: And- And they, Vectel didn't want that because they were friends.
1: And he he knows because he had just resonated with Georgie how intense it is, especially in the first few months of resonation.
0: Resonate? I don't know. Resonating?
1: You know what we mean. Yeah. (laughs) He, He knew that was important. And then Georgie was working her magic with her lovely wife skills. Trying to sway him to understand and to get tribal council members to rethink their position. They're newly resonated. They're expecting their first baby. It wasn't good for her. And they also made a, a really good point that the humans aren't from this planet, so they don't understand the cultural rules and expectations. Expectations, yeah. And it made him really rethink that it's not just about us, we need to include them too on our decisions because it's no different than them being back in that cargo hold being trafficked.
0: Exactly. And then I think one of the, the sections that I wanted to talk about was where after Liz and Rahash had been away and gotten to know each other and she built her weapon up and they've been hunting together and they go back to the tribal home. They meet one of the other hunters, Eiko. He says, what's this? As he holds up my bow. It's a weapon, I tell him, flinging it over my shoulder as we pack our things. I make sure I have it in the quiver full of bone arrows. I use it for hunting. Hunting, his brows draw together. But you're female. You shouldn't be hunting. And then Liz just flies off the handle. She's like, the fuck I can't. Is this like Planet Chauvinist? And, I mean, uh, I
1: a bit. some of her character traits are quite admirable. She stands up for herself and for humans in general. Mm-hmm. She but, opens up a lot of opportunity for the other women back at the camp as well.
0: Exactly. So that they don't just have to, you know, be barefoot and pregnant. They can have jobs outside of just being homemakers. Right. Um, but I really think it's important to see that Rahash backs her up in this. He's, yeah, she's she's right. They're, she's perfectly capable.
1: Yeah. And I think that now that the men aren't so outnumbered, there's a lot of hope because few of the human females did not resonate with any of the males. So there is hints that it could be based on proximity, getting to know each other. You don't automatically just resonate at first sight. It's different for every person. Okay. Which I think opens up a lot of opportunities in further books.
0: Yeah. Yes. I definitely think that we haven't learned all that there is about this like not ha planet and what's going on with our Sakui and the human women and there's definitely more story to be told and Ruby Dixon, the absolute angel, just goes on and gives it to us. So there are like twenty more books in this series. Yeah, and I don't you know, I can't speak years. to their quality, but of the first two, it's pretty readable.
1: Definitely out of readability based on like imagination and flow. I would definitely give it another five out of five. Absolutely,
0: yeah. It's not just porn, it's porn with plot, and I appreciate that as a reader.
1: Yeah, it's definitely an an original piece. I haven't found anything else like it. She's very thorough with her description. She is opening this book slowly for us, for for us to see into her world, and she's done a very, very thorough job creating it. Like, she's not leaving plot holes, she's not leaving gaps where we don't know what's going on, and how to say on that, like I I would definitely recommend these books to other people because they're only getting better, and that's a good sign. I I do think that
0: this one was more enjoyable than the first. I don't know if it was that I related more to Liz's character than I did Georgie's, or if it's just that we got more comfortable in the world. I really enjoyed this one.
1: Yeah, I feel like the quality increased with the writing. Mm-hmm. It, it just it flowed really well. There's a lot of unanswered questions, which leads into you wanting to pursue more in the series. Mm-hmm. But I do also feel that with the book it had a good ending, so if you wanted to take a break from the series, right? It's an appropriate place to stop because the ending is thorough. There's not an open ending. There's not a lot of questions. You could be satisfied at the end of the series.
0: I agree. Or I mean, at the if end you were the just book. if you were just wanting to dip your toes in and see what all the fuss was about. Reading the first two would give you a good grasp of it, but it's not something where you would just feel like, okay, this was awful, I read the first two, now I can just say I'm done with it. It kind of makes you want to read more.
1: I agree. As for our pepper scale, I would say this one's probably like a two, two and a half. It's not as spicy as the first one, in my opinion. No,
0: and I kind of feel like they threw in that doggy style scene to spice it up a little bit more.
1: Yeah, they did mention that. We we didn't talk about that in our last podcast. Oh,
0: pod. we should. We should. So that spur that we mentioned, yes, it, it's it gives you a nice DP and, and the girls seem to really dig that.
1: The guys seem to really dig it too because they can't do it with their native women because they have tails.
0: tails. yes. The tail is in the way. It's like they're fighting for them.
1: Yeah, it's mind-blowing because they never thought about it before. And I'm like thinking, honestly, you probably get away with it. The tail's not that big of an issue. Right, yeah. I feel like maybe their men aren't as creative as Earthmen. Maybe that's a good thing. Perhaps, they, yeah. They don't have access to porn, so maybe <laughs> that's
0: Exactly. It. Okay, and they don't
1: know what are. Yeah, they think they're a third nipple.
0: So we actually get some correction in this novel where instead of poor just continuing to think that this is a third nipple that makes Georgie make all of these fantastic noises, Liz educates for Hosh a bit. She's and like, that's
1: good. Yeah, because absolutely. Now, with this being available free, some places you never know. Like some teenage boy might pick it up and be like, "Yeah, aliens or whatever," right? You know, exactly. And it's a little bit of sex education for him. Yeah. Yes,
0: women have a clip and you should find it
1: but like not abruptly warm up to it
0: (laughs) with some finesse
1: yes tact please
0: (laughs) and nipples not like tuning a
1: radio definitely not that's a good way to turn her off completely
0: exactly like uh, wrong wrong channel um but no i i think that the sex scenes are very focused on the women's pleasure not just on the band getting off and i appreciate
1: that i i do too i think that they're believable they're not overly extreme they're not super graphic and they're not demeaning to either party which is good um there are some triggers in this series from what we've read i think that the respect is still pretty um well displayed and it makes like a safe space for a woman to kind of escape into fantasy or whoever. whoever yeah we ain't judging books are for everyone
0: Exactly. Do you have any highlights that you want to go over?
1: I think my highlight would probably have to be when she shows just how independent and fierce she is and saves Rahash's life.
0: Yes, that was an excellent
1: scene. They ended up being attacked by Metlax. We had touched on them a little bit in the first episode about them being kind of... Docile, they can be kind of vicious when provoked. And she saw one of the little babies, and it was cute. And she went to approach it. Rahash was like, "What are you doing? That's a terrible idea. Please don't." They end up like whooping his ass, but she's able to get like a few arrows in. And then they like realize, okay, this is dangerous. Let's let's not do this. Let's run. Let's take the baby and run. Right. Rahash ends up falling off a cliff. Yes. Yeah and liz and her tiny ass self is able to pull this seven and a half foot man back to the cave and care for him for like 10 days miles in the fucking snow thankfully she had her cootie to help her keep her warm keep her strong she nurses this giant alien back to health resets his bones yes and what is what was she back home? She wasn't anything. She was just like Georgie, like some basic yeah, little... Like jo- a,
0: a clerk in a machining shop or something. Right,
1: right. She And it's, she didn't have extraordinary power. Just some basic survival knowledge from her youth. She's able to become a super fucking woman for her man.
0: Yes, I, I think that Liz really thrives in this environment. Whereas some of the other girls might not. This really suits her.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it, it may not be ideal with like the last of familiarity and basic comforts she's not doing too bad comparatively
0: exactly and I think that Liz and Rahash's personalities complement each other well in that yes. and Rahash is just like a big scary teddy bear
1: and she's a chihuahua where that's all bark and no bite exactly you know once they get past the whole like it's my way no it's my way no it's my way And they really come together as a couple. They are able to literally change history and rewrite laws to make sure that their family stays together. And that's really um, heartfelt. I
0: agree. I agree. All in all, we would recommend it.
1: I agree. We will not be doing another podcast on this series unless requests are made to continue on. We don't want to bore you guys with going on with the same series. There are 22 books in the series. There are a lot of smut that we need to get through. So um, we were always accepting... like requests for us to do a series or a special podcast on a certain book, we definitely want to reach out and have like a mixed audience. You know, we're not trying to stick to one type of thing. Right. And if we do read something that's triggering, we'd like to give trigger warnings prior to us talking about the book, so that way, if you have something that will affect you or it's not a good time for you to hear something you can always skip it come back to it later make sure that you're safe before you join us
0: right because reading smut is all about fun and we don't want this to be anything other than a good time
1: exactly and with that i think we're good to end our second session and we look forward to seeing you guys next time
0: yes this is moon magic mama
1: and mommy zombie
0: witches and switches and we'll see you next time bye Bye. Yeah. Hey sexy, thanks again for joining us this week. If you enjoyed the show, please help us spread the word to all the other dirty little bookworms out there by liking, following, and sharing our content. Find us on Facebook as Witches and Switches Podcast. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon page at patreoncom switches for exclusive content. Links and other fun stuff down in the show notes. Until next time, mwah.